And now it's time for a special presentation of high school sports on the North Country Sports Authority, ESPN 1400 AM. And now with the call, Chris Spicer. Oh, I welcome you in a gorgeous afternoon here from Hubleton Central School. Time to open up the Cracker Jacks and see what the surprise is inside his boys. High school baseball, Class D semifinals. Your Hubleton Bulldogs, they're playing host here to the Parisville Hopkins and Panthers. We are going to be in our more Back in the Suns pregame show, zippity doo day ourselves right out and into this first inning. But to catch you up to speed really quick, as I always do, you and I for nine years have been chugging down this track together. It is much appreciated. I actually care that you do listen. So, hey, thanks a lot for doing that. And all our sponsors that make it possible, you hear me talk about them all the time. You hear the commercials throughout the game, and hey, you go into these places, you spend a little bit of your money, and we work things in a full circle around the North Country the way we should. The regular season West Division broke down like this. Hewelton in first at 10-0, and the Golden Knights in second at 8-2, and Motown in third at 6-4, and then it teetered out from there in fourth, EK at 4-6, and in fifth, Herman and Cal at 2-6, and and the Clifton Vine Eagles at 0-10. So when we got to the playoffs, your Hubleton Bulldogs, number one seed coming in, the fifth-seeded Parrishville Hopkinson Panthers out of the East. We look at their record this season, 5-9. and nine. But I will tell you, there are some good teams atop the East, like Norwood, Norfolk, Rushton, Mawira, Madrid, Waddington, St. Lawrence Central. So don't let that rule record fool you here this afternoon. They did beat the fourth-seeded Motown Green Rockets 10-3, in the quarterfinal round, your Hubleton Bulldogs, they had a much easier time over the Herman DeKalb Green Demons, the eighth seed, beating them 19 to nothing. Your Bulldogs, they get the win. They advance to the championship game May 31st, 5 p.m. That will be a dandy Friday night. Well, we get now ready for this first inning brought to you by Seaway Valley Prevention Council's Reality Check and Youth Decide. On the hill here this afternoon for the Bulldogs, Bryce Lake. In the catcher's position, Gavin Barney at first base. Dawson Marino playing second, Adam Colton. At third, Keegan Kelly at short, Noah Steele out in left field. Lauren Putman in center field. John Traffin out in right field, Jed Crafer. That is the starting lineup for your Bulldogs here this afternoon in the boys' Class D baseball semifinals here. You win, you move on to the championship game. You lose this afternoon. The season is over. They're taking on the Parisville Hopkins and Panthers. First fire from the right-handed Lake. Got some speed, but outside to the right-handed batter. One ball and no strikes. Burt Chevier leads off the Panthers. Brendan Fippen bats in the second spot. Samuel Clark Valance bats in the third spot. Tanner Rosenbarker bats in the cleanup spot. Alec Hayes in the fifth spot. Cade Hayes in the sixth spot. Peyton Snell in the seventh. And now two strikes here. Cody Yett batting in the eighth and Peyton Felix batting in the ninth spot. And, well, as you always know, you can get it on the radio, ESPN Radio, 1400 AM. But if you can't get it on the radio, it's as simple as going to cbogginsburg.com. You can listen that way via your phone, your tablet, your computer again. Go to cbogginsburg.com, just like the CB in a big 18-wheeler. And that's how you can listen to the games. And it is do or die, my favorite time of the year here. 
And the Parisville Hawkinson Panthers, Chevier, leads off with a walk here this afternoon. And this is a little bit similar to the game against the Herman DeKalb Green Demons, in which the Green Demons had the bases loaded in the top of the first against the Bulldogs, but could not cash in on any run. Now ball hit, popped up. Second baseman to the edge of the dirt over to his left and has the grab to retire Pippen. Adam Colton making the play for the Hewelton Bulldogs. Fippen is retired F4 in a book. And this will now bring up Samuel Clark Valance here for the Panthers, a right-handed batter. The one thing the Green Demons couldn't do in the quarterfinals when they got opportunities early, they could not cash in. Imperative here for the Parisville Hopkinson Panthers on the road. And late now, starting to warm up, finding the strike zone, throws one right down to shoot. No balls in one strike is your count. On deck is Tanner Rosenbarker, and a curveball low in the dirt. Great job by Barney to block that and keep the runner at first. One ball and one strike is your count. Again, Rosenbarker on deck. Alec Hayes in the hole. Next pitch. Swung at, and a base hit out into center field on the ground. That's the way you play the ball back up the middle, and all of a sudden, the Parisville Hopkinson Panthers, the number five seed, having a little fun on the road in the top of the first. Got runners at first and second with one down, and Rosenbacher, the cleanup batter, will step into the right-handed batter's box. Again, winner of this game moves on to the Boys Class D Championship Friday night, 5 p.m., and that is now one ball and no strikes to count. Alec Hayes on deck. Kate Hayes in the hole. There's the ball hit hard and out into center field. Running to third is Chevier. He's going to be sent. Here comes the throw. Hits off the mark, and the Panthers have come on the road here this afternoon, and they struck for one early in the top half of the first. Valance over to second. Rosenbarker with the RBI single. And the Panthers, like I said, a lot of talk in their first base side dugout. They're having some fun here this afternoon. And now Alec Hayes will step into the right-handed batter's box. On deck is Cade Hayes, Peyton Snell in the hole. So the Panthers have gotten a run off of two hits and a walk in the first pitch to Hayes right down the middle of the shoot out of the right hand of Bryce Lake for a strike. And now the next pitch, a little low and outside. Evens up the count at one and one. Tomorrow, as long as the Hewelton girls softball team wins today, we'll be with them in the semifinals. And now one right down the middle of the shoot. One ball and two strikes. Now the count to Alec Hayes. Important for both teams. It doesn't matter right now. Parisville Hopkinson wants to get a runner on. Hewelton wants to get the second out. Ball in the dirt. Great block by Barney. Runner going to go to third. Throw to third in time. And the runner thrown out at third. And the runner off of first never went to second. And all of a sudden, a lot of momentum in the favor of the Panthers. And they just lost some there here in the top of the first. A nice job by Barney not only to block the ball originally, but then to get up and make a sensible throw down to third base in time to apply the tag and get the all-important second out. And now strike three 
on Alec Hayes, the first strike up for Bryce Lake, and just like that, the switch flipped in that top half of the first, but not before the Parisville Hopkinson Panthers get a very big run, and what I think is some confidence in that dugout with some hits. They got a couple hits. There was no errors. They left one on base. We go to the bottom of the first. Adam Colton, Noah Steele, Bryce Lake, do up next here on the North Country Sports Authority. We think there's warmer weather ahead, and now's the time to have your vehicle checked over at Mort Backus & Sons. Our GM-certified service technicians are here to tackle all jobs, big and small, from air conditioning work to alignments to routine maintenance. Online scheduling is a breeze at mortbacchus.com, or call one of our service advisors today at 315-393-6000 to schedule your next vehicle's appointment. Find new roads with GM-certified service at Mort Backus & Sons Chevrolet & Buick, where we've been taking care of the North Country for over 65 years. Thank you. Have a nice day. Ugh, did you see all that tobacco marketing in there? Marketing? I didn't see anything. Come on, they had a whole display of cigarette packs. That's tobacco marketing? Yeah, it's in our convenience stores, gas stations, drug stores. And studies show the more of it kids see, the more likely they are to smoke. Wow, our kids have seen enough. How can I protect them from tobacco marketing? You can take action at TobaccoFreeNYS.org. Brought to you by Reality Check of St. Lawrence County. 713-4861. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. I welcome you back inside the Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth. You and I, we clicked our heels three times today, baby. We put Toto in the basket. We've landed here in the boys' class D baseball semifinals, do or die the playoff wheels on the bus continue to go round and round for either of these teams. Well, we'll find out as this game goes on. Just in case you're joining me, Christopher Spicer bringing the play-by-play of the Hewleton Bulldogs hosting the Parisville Hopkins and Panthers in the bottom of the first. And it's the Panthers with a one nothing early lead on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Colton, the freshman, leading off the dogs here, right-handed batter. No balls in one strike. The current count. In progress, Noah Steele batting second, Bryce Lake in the third spot. Here comes the next pitch from Rosenbarker, fouled high in the air down the right field line, drifting out of play. Keegan Kelly, the senior, bats in the cleanup spot. Senior Lauren Putman in the fifth spot. Senior John Traffin bats in the sixth spot. Senior Dawson Marino batting in the seventh spot. Freshman Jed Crayford in the eighth. And junior Gavin Barney, who made a nice defensive play to all of a sudden kind of halt all the momentum the Parisville Hopkinson Panthers had built with a one nothing lead and runners on first and second with just one down. And now low and outside, and Colton doing a good job, did not break the wrist in the plane. They will check first. They won't get that call. It is one ball and two strikes. On the hill is Tanner Rosenbarker. Catching him this afternoon, Burt Chevier. At first base here this afternoon, Alec Hayes. Playing second, Brendan Fippen at third, Cody Yet. Here comes the pitch, and just up, a squeak too high. It was across the plate, but runs the count two and two. At short is Samuel Clark Valance. Out in left field is Peyton Felix, center field Peyton Snell. And now low in the dirt, three balls and two strikes is your count. Cade Hayes playing right field here for the Panthers. For in their road white pants, they got the thin red stripe up the side. They got the red jerseys with the white numbers on the back, the red and white ball caps. And now here comes the fire, and it is a good one. It is about a four or five hopper. Second baseman comes over to his left, throw to first in the dirt, but scooped. 
And Adam Colton is retired 4-3 put out in the books, and that will bring up Noah Steele. Your Hubleton Bulldogs in their gray pants. They've got the thick purple stripe up the side of those pants and then the thin purple Yankee kind of pinstripes as well. they got the gray jerseys. They've got the purple numbers on the back outlined in yellow and now steel with one down. And the Bulldogs is the number one seed undefeated. And Wapabalubop currently ranked second in the state trail, one nothing. And like I said, even though Parrisville had a ton of momentum early, it was kind of wiped out right from underneath their cleats in a heartbeat. I think they got confidence that first inning that they can put the bat on the ball here. Here comes the fire and that up high out of the strike zone. And now two balls and no strikes to count here to steal. Right-handed hurler is Rosenbarker, and he puts a nice one on the inside corner in a portion of the plate. Kind of knuckles steel. He fouls it down the third base side. Two balls and one strike is your count. Tomorrow, if the Hewelton girls softball team today beats Harrisville, we'll be covering their semifinal game tomorrow right here at 5 p.m. And now low in the dirt, runs the count to three balls and one strike. As long as the OFA boys at home today in the Class B Section 10 semifinals win against Salmon River, we will be with them on Friday, 5 p.m. championship. And then Saturday afternoon, we'd be back. Your exclusive home for Major League Baseball. Championship. Low inside, ball four to steal. We'll roll back to the cage. Catcher will quickly be on his toes and get back to the cage, pick up the ball, and steal will stay right at first base. It's really a bummer. They put all the games on the same day, the same time. For instance, today you've got the boys' Class D semifinals, which we're at right now in this Hewelton and Parisville Hopkinton matchup. You've got the OFA boys' Class B semifinals, Salmon River at OFA, and you've got the OFA girls' Section 10 Class B semifinals, Governor at OFA, and now a ball foul by Lake off the top of the helmet of the catcher. No balls and one strike is your count. So just unfortunate, it makes me feel bad. I can only cover one team each day, and it's a bummer, but we've got the Bulldogs here in the quarterfinals and their victory over Hern McCall. We'll see how they do against the Panthers today, and then we'll catch up as their season hopefully continues. But the Panthers got a lot to say about that. But on the way to second with the stolen base, the throw down to second, not in time, is Steele. And now with one down, runner on second. And the Carlisle Law Firm on deck circle is Keegan Kelly, Lauren Putman in the hole. Rosenbarker looks back, Steele. Spending a good amount of time looking back at second. Here comes the pitch. It's high out of the strike zone. And now Rosenbarker will throw back to the bag. It goes out into center field. And before I could say it, I wondered if the dogs were going to get in the heads a little bit of the Panthers that second. And Steele does exactly that. A lot of time was being spent before that last pitch to check Steele at second. And then it was up high. And then the throwback. Sometimes it doesn't matter what team you are, boys softball or boys baseball, girls softball. Sometimes the best throw is the throw not made. And now a ball up in the strike zone off the catcher's glove. He did a great job, Chevier, tracking it down behind him quickly. And that kept Steele 
at third base. And all of a sudden, Blake working his way back in this at-bat. Gets into the right-handed batter's box. He likes to hit the ball. Rosen Barker would love to get him out. A big pitch for both teams coming up. Here comes the right-handed fire. It's behind the, the batter. Rolls back to the cage. Steele standing up into home. It's one-to-one. And Bryce Lake will now step back into the right-handed batter's box for a full-count pitch. Keegan Kelly on deck, Putman in the hole. Panthers did a phenomenal job in the top half of the first, getting an early lead, perhaps could have added to it. They didn't. And now Hewelton stealing the momentum back. Here comes the pitch that is swung out high in the air behind home plate, out of play. So again, our golden brick road to the championship games is Hewelton girls softball tomorrow as long as they win today against Harrisville. They should, and now inside and low to Lake, back-to-back walks, and a runner on first base with one out, 1-1 your score here in the bottom of the first inning. Kelly will step up, number 22 in the program here for your Hewelton Bulldogs. And it's bottom of the first being brought to you by Community Health Center of the North Country, where it's actually about your health care. And they're coming to Augensburg soon, too, to add to their great locations already, 102 Ford Street. Lake will take a sizable lead off first. Here comes the pitch. It's inside. Off the catcher's glove over to his left a little bit. And Lake will stay at bay here at first base. Then Friday, if OFA wins today in the Class B Section 10 semis, we'll be with the Friday Class B Championship game, OFA versus probably Potsdam, and that will be from Clarkson University, 5 p.m. on Friday. And now outside, two balls and no strikes to count to Kelly. And if all works out well for the Hubleton Girls softball team, we'd be covering their championship game Saturday afternoon, which would be at 1 p.m. at SUNY Potsdam. Rosen Barker gets ready. Can he get out of the little turbulence here? And now ball up high, three straight balls to Kelly. Just like the Hubleton Bulldogs did to the Panthers when the Panthers had built all the momentum in the top of the first, they got a big defensive play and then a strikeout in and just ended that momentum. Can the Panthers do the same? In playoff baseball, you got to make plays on the diamond defensively to get out of jams. Here comes the pitch. It is outside. Gets past the catcher no matter it was a walk anyways. Catcher again, though, being alert, hustling back to get that ball to keep the runners at first and second right now. So three consecutive walks after getting the leadoff batter. And now Putman batting in the fifth spot, the senior for head coach Steele, will step into the right-handed batter's box. Hewelton, in the early evening hours, got something brewing in the tea kettle here in the bottom of the first. Rosen Barker gets ready. Here comes the pitch. It is up high. One ball and no strikes. And this is not a time... If you're the Panthers to get down, they were really fired up in the top half of the first. Give some confidence to your pitcher. Try to get to the strike zone. Let your defense do the work. Now ball hit right back to Rosenbarker. Off the left inside ankle. Bounces to third. The throw to first. Not in time. The bases are loaded for the Hewelton Bulldogs. Unfortunate event for the Panthers. Good effort by the pitcher. But it was a line drive. Went off his left ankle and then bounced to third base. 
Picked up by the third baseman. The throw to first, in, not in time, to get Putman. An infield base hit. And now Lake at third, Kelly at second, Putman at first. And John Treffin, the senior, in the sixth spot, will come into the right-handed batter's box and look at ball one low. Again, the Panthers. As salivating are the Bulldogs. The Panthers, with one defensive play on the diamond, could be out of this inning. Here comes the fire, right down the middle. Swung at foul, tip back. Evens up the count at 11, 1-1. One one. one of the best afternoons we've had in May, probably about a 62 or so, but no win. The sun is out. Got some white clouds up there, but you can see a lot of blue this afternoon cascading over the Hewleton Boys baseball diamond. And now low inside. So Trafton, I believe, two balls and one strike is the count. And now Rosenbarker gets ready. The young man got to try to find his catcher's glove and let his D do the work. Here comes a fire, a beautiful pitch. That's popped up in foul territory in front of the Parisville dugout. First baseman comes in, calls for it, and unfortunately drops it for the Parisville Hopkinton Panthers. And like you know, I do high school, the kids make mistakes. I don't mention their name when they make errors. You know, I talk about the first baseman making error, but I'm not going to repeat their names. I'm not going to do that. And, well, unfortunately, an error by the first baseman of the Parisville Hopkinton Panthers that would have been a big second out. Instead, it's a two-and-two two count, and now a foul back to the cage. A great pitch by Rosenbarger. A great job by Traffin to foul it off. And we're back to two balls and two strikes. What could have been if this inning explodes for the Hewleton Bulldogs? Rosenbarger will just take his time here. Look back, some runners on the bases. Here comes the fire. Down third base, on the line. They'll throw home. They get the lead out. A great defensive effort by the Parisville Hopkinton Panthers to get Lake out. A great job. That's what you need on the diamond. I could see in a lot of times where maybe there's some panic that sets in. The third baseman, yet, Yeti, for a second, thought about touching third, but then realized, I got enough time to throw home and get that leadoff runner, and he got him at home, and two outs now on the Panthers. Traffin on with the fielder's choice. Kelly has worked his way over to third. Putman has worked his way over to second, and I don't know the sounds I just heard coming out of the dugout on the third base side of the dogs. They're fired up to get some more ducks off the pond here. Dawson Marino is up to bat, swings and misses. One ball and one strike is your count. Panthers had all the momentum in the world on the top of the first. And then everything turned south on them during that inning and then at the bottom of the first. But they could get it all back right now, right here. A pitch right down the middle of the plate. And now two strikes here on Marino. And the Panthers would take one heck of a huge sigh of relief and feel real good trotting back into the top of the second if they can get this out here. Here comes the pitch. That is hit to short. 
Short will step on second, and the inning is over to get Johnny Tratton coming over from first base. The Hewelton Bulldogs. One run off of one hit. There was no errors, but they strand three. And is that ever a big three stranded with just one down? We go to the top of the second 1-1. One, one. But that's what playoff ball is all about. You have ups and downs. It doesn't matter as long as you try to do the best you can. And at the end, if you got the winning score, that is what it is about. It is 6-7-8 and eight in the lineup for the Panthers. Hayes, Snell, Yeti do up next here on the North Country Sports Authority. Disguised within things like your family history, breast cancer can strike any time. But as the only high-risk breast program in the region, our bodyguards can spot danger before it reaches you. It all starts with a simple questionnaire to identify your early risks. Then our team can protect you from harm and bring you peace of mind. Visit claxtonhepburnorg bodyguard to complete your questionnaire. Because defending your tomorrow should start today. Strike three, you're out! Now what's going on? You haven't hit the ball for weeks. The cold showers at home are killing me, coach. My old water heater isn't putting out the hot water it used to. Sounds like this player needs a Bradford White Water Heater. All the hot water he'll need for showers, laundry, and the dishes. Gas, electric, tankless. Have your contractor get a Bradford White Water Heater at Potsdam Messina and Governor Plumbing Supply. Or Howland Pump in Ogdensburg. There's the pitch. Oh, is he ever hot now? You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. Oh, I welcome you back. My favorite time of year. Do the wheels on the bus keep going round and round for your favorite playoff team? That is the question. And, well, we had a whole bunch of good stuff and bad stuff for both teams happen all in that first inning. And it's 1-1 right now on the Howland Pump Supply Scoreboard. Boys Class D semifinals. Your Hewelton Bulldog is the number one seed and second team in the state are hosting the fifth-seeded Parisville Hopkinton Panthers. The Panthers struck for one in the top of the first, had a chance to do more damage, but a solid play by Barney in the catcher's position to block a ball in the dirt and then catch the runner from second, going to third to get the second out, and then Lake fired a strikeout. Next thing you know, the inning was over. The Bulldogs, they got a run, and then had the bases loaded with one down. But the Panthers, they get out of the jam with a couple outs and big defensive plays, and that's where we're at. 1-1 in the top of the second. It's the sixth batter in the lineup for John Hamill and the Panthers. Peyton, or excuse me, Cade Hayes. 22 is your count. Snell on deck. Yeti in the hole here. Here comes the fire. That is swung at. That shot out in the left field. Left field, they're not going to get there in time. Does have it in the glove. Will make the cutoff throw to steal it short. And the Panthers, Cade Hayes with 22 in the count. Two strikes, able to get a big base hit. And like I said... Even though Panthers had a one nothing lead, maybe could have had a couple more runs in the top half of the first, and they didn't get them. I feel like they got some confidence in that dugout with a couple hits. And now with two strikes, six guy in the lineup gets a base hit out into left field. And looking at ball one is Peyton Snell. 
Bryce Lake beginning his second inning of work here, the sophomore for the dogs. He's a right-handed hurler. He throws with some speed. They'll throw back to first, but safely back to the bag in time is Hayes getting the belly a little bit dirty. And now stepping back into the batter's box is Snell. Lake will look him back a little bit. Not a huge lead taken off the bag. Here comes a pitch, a fake bunt pulled back right down the middle to shoot. One ball and two strikes. Now runs the count to Snell. Do the Panthers potentially maybe mix it up and try some hit and run today? And now swing and missing a nice off-speed pitch. That is the second strikeout rung up in the St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union K-Count tonight. And now the next right-handed batter, Cody Yeti, here will step in. And he looks at a curveball low. One ball and no strikes is your count. If you are going to try to beat the number one seed on the road, yes, you've got to be conservative. But in other ways, sometimes you've got to gamble and you've got to try hit and run maybe. And we'll see what the Panthers do. And now swinging and missing is Yeti. That is just one ball and one strike now the count. Ninth batter in the lineup, Felix on deck here. And then the top of the lineup, Chevier. Panthers have one out. Here comes the pitch, low in the dirt. Barney, again, doing a great job blocking the ball. He's already made at least two or three blocks behind home plate that have been absolutely key in this contest. And now the next pitch from Lake, a little bit up in the strike zone. And now we'll run the count to three balls and one strike. To the Panthers for a second inning in a row to start this game. Maybe work another runner over into scoring position. Head coach David Steele. He's going to take a little trip to the mound here. Have a little talk with his right-handed ace in Bryce Lake. Talk to the infield here. Just try to settle the boys down. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that Hewelton's 10-0 to finish the regular season in the West. It doesn't matter that they're kind of 11-0 as far as that's concerned, with their 19 nothing win in the quarterfinals against Hermit Cal, and that's their second-ranked team in the state. All you need to know right now is you're in the top of the second. The winner moves on to the championship. It's a 1-1 game, and both the Panthers and the Bulldogs have threatened in their top half of the innings and bottom half and had chances. Here now comes the big 3-1 pitch, and that is going to be up just a little bit high. It looked like a nice one, but not going to get the call. And now the Panthers all of a sudden have put runners on first and second with one down. They had a golden opportunity to cash in on more runs than just that first that they got in the top of the half of the first, but they didn't. Can they try to capitalize now? The ninth batter in the lineup, Felix, will step into the right-handed batter's box. Lake kicks up that left leg, throws the first pitch. Inside for ball one. I feel like the Panthers starting to get some momentum back. Here comes the pitch, high and inside. Two balls and no strikes. Now is your count. Now Lake gets ready. Here comes the next fire, and that is low and runs the count to three balls and no strikes. 
At some point, Hubleton will not take chances. They've got plenty of guys in the lineup to come out on the hill, and they will go to them if they have to. But now Lake trying to make that comeback that a pitcher does from time to time when they get down three balls and no strike. He fires one right down the chute, looking at that one all the way was Felix. Here comes the next fire, and that is low. Oh, excuse me, that is called strike two. The threat of the balls just catching the kneecaps. And now three balls and two strikes is your count. And Lake will step off the rubber. Think if Lake strikes this batter out. It's two outs instead of the bases loaded with one down. Here comes the fire. And that is called strike three. Wow. The third strikeout rung up for Lake here this afternoon. He battles his way back. If the Panthers fans argued a little bit, hey, I'm not going to argue against him on that. It potentially looked like ball four. Like I said, the thread just hanging maybe at the kneecaps and a big second out for the dogs. And now right down the middle of the plate, Bert Chevier, who's zero for zero, walked into first and came around to score, looks at the first pitch, which was a strike. Now fouls the second back to the cage. No balls and two strikes. I feel like Hewleton is is giving the momentum to the Panthers, and they're getting it themselves too, and now low and inside with some hits. But then all of a sudden, Hewleton, like they're just this momentum killer in the first couple halves of the innings here to begin this game. Here comes the next pitch, low in the dirt. Once again, Barney, textbook catching right now, stays in front of the ball, lets it hit off his body, and keeps it right dead in front of him, keeps the runners at bay at first and second. It is two balls, two strikes, two outs. Here comes the fire, and that just a little bit low and runs it to a full count, three balls and two strikes. One-to-one, boys' class C semifinals. Hewleton trying to get out of the inning. Here comes the pitch, right down the middle, swinging and missing is Chevier. The four-strikeout rung up for Bryce Lake here this afternoon. And again, I mean, it... it it looked like the Panthers were going to have the bases loaded with one down. Instead, next two guys are out. The inning is over. No runs off of one hit. No errors. They did strand two aboard. We now go down to the bottom of the second. This is where you're starting to early in this game get into teeter-totter moments for the Parisville Hopkins and Panthers. They've had chances to have maybe three or four runs in this contest. They don't. In order to stay in it, they are going to have to do a very good job on the diamond defensively. Hewleton, obviously, they want to start manufacturing guys on base and knocking them in here. They're going to start with the eighth guy in the lineup here, Jed Craper, to lead them off in the spot in the second. Gavin Barney will be on deck. And then the top of the lineup, and freshman Adam Colton will be in the hole waiting here next on the North Country Sports Authority. You want some guarantees? I'll give you some guarantees. Buster's has the best salad bar in Augensburg and has the best salad bar in Canton. You will not find Rose's homemade desserts anywhere else but Buster's. When it comes to the menu, find one that has more variety and items to choose from. And not just on Fridays. Every day you can get the fish fry. Yingling, beer, battered haddock, served with fries. The food is good. Buster's parking lot in the Berg is 95% of the time more packed than any other place to eat at. Buster's in Augensburg or Canton, too good to have just one. If you're injured at work, 
you need guidance. The insurance companies certainly have all the legal recourses at their fingertips to maximize their benefits. Here at the Carlyle Law Firm, we've been helping injured workers recover for over half a century. Let us help you get all that you deserve. Your first consultation is always free. Come see us at one of our three convenient locations in Augsburg, Watertown, and Malone. Or visit us on the web at PrestonCarlisle.com. Call the ones at 315-393-1111. I need business cards. I need yard signs. I need some posters. I need brochures and flyers. I need invitations. I need copies made. I need these laminated. I need to send this overnight. I need to ship this out. I need to get these documents notarized. Ten different people. Ten different things needed. One solution. The UPS store in Ogdensburg. Price Chopper Plaza, minutes from the bridge. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. I welcome you back inside the Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth. One of the nicest days we've had in May. It is the boys' Class D baseball semifinals. The number one seed, Hamilton Bulldogs, taking on the fifth-seeded Parisville Hopkinton Panthers. It is the bottom of the second. The Bulldogs with an error at third base by the Panthers lead off with a guy at second in Jed Crayford, and now Gavin Barney looks at ball one. The Panthers, like I said, going to have to play good ball on the diamond defensively. They hiccup there. And now Barney, who's done a great job in the catcher's position, blocking about five or six balls already in this contest. And now time... And Barney will step out of the batter's box, take a couple of practice cuts, and step back in. Head coach Steele down the third base side. Assistant coach Logan Lannister down the first base side. Here comes the pitch. A nice one right down the chute. Swing and missing is Barney. Evens up the count one and one. I truthfully feel like the Panthers got to have somewhat of a clean inning here. And kind of get back that momentum, maybe back offensively and, and shift it defensively into something here. Here comes the pitch that is low and outside. Because all of a sudden, if the Bulldogs are able to manufacture guys on and get some more runs here, things could go being a little south early on the Panthers. 1 1 is your score. Bottom of the second, nobody down, runner on second. Two balls, one strike. Next pitch up high. Runs the count to 31 here. In our Carlisle Law Firm on deck circle is the top of the lineup. Colton Steele in the hole here. The Lady Bulldogs in the Class D girls softball quarterfinals as the number one seed taking on Harrisville. They should win that game today, which would bring you and I right back to Hewelton tomorrow to cover them in the semis. And now the next pitch hits Barney. And the Hewelton Bulldogs have runners on first and second here. In this bottom of the second, brought to you by the UPS store in Augensburg. And now the freshman, Colton, will step into the right-handed batter's box. He is the leadoff batter for the Hewelton Bulldogs. Comes up to bat second, though, in this bottom of the second. And now ball hit immediately. First pitch out into right center. All the way from second, that's going to score Craper as he touches third and comes in. All the way from first to third, being held at third is Barney. 
And smart base running, Adam Colton now will be at second base. The RBI double for the young man scores Crayford, and the Hewelton Bulldogs have all of a sudden taken a 2-1 lead here on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. And again, it, it, this game could be in, it's like the old Encyclopedia Brown books. Like, what is the story going to be? This this could have been so many different ways here in the bottom of the second. Now, ball hit to short. Short will throw to first to get Noah Steele out, but the runner Barney comes in off a third to score. So your score is now officially the Bulldogs three-one on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Colton makes his way over to third base. 6-3 put out in the books to retire Steele and the Hewelton Bulldogs first out. And now that will bring up Bryce Lake. He walked back in the first before being, when the bases were loaded, a ball hit the third base and thrown a home to get him out. But Panthers could have had the first out of this inning. Instead, it was an error, and Crayford was standing on second base. And now with one out, a 3-1 lead inside. Two balls and no strikes. Your count here to Lake. Trying to help out his own cause. Kelly on deck. Lauren Putman in the hole. Again, a absolute gorgeous day across the diamond here at Hewelton Central School. And now one across the plate. That will get Lake back in the batter's box, ready to swing the bat. He'll tap the plate with the bat a couple times. Two balls and one strike is your count. Rosen Barker in his second inning of work. Here comes the fire outside. Now runs the count to three balls and one strike. Again, when you get in trouble, it's all about trying to manage and minimize the trouble that you're in. The Panthers trying to get out of the inning here. Here comes the pitch, and that catches the corner, the outside corner, a matter of fact. That'll be a strike, so full count now to Lake. It is three to one. The Bulldogs threaten with a runner on third base here in Colton. Rosenbarker looks him back, will throw to the plate, and that will be ball four to Lake. So for the second time here this afternoon, Lake has walked, and that will bring up senior Keegan Kelly, who I believe in that nineteen nothing victory in the quarterfinals against Herm DeKalb. Struck out 11 batters and went four for four. I believe he had four singles at the plate. And now the lead off the corners. Here comes the pitch. Lake going to trot towards second base. At first he was ready to gallop strongly, but realized there was going to be no throw. So now two ducks on the pond here at second and third for Kelly. No balls and one strike to count to Keegan. And now next pitch is up high in the strike zone. Evens up at one and one. Truthfully, you know, when you look back at games and what could have been in the end if things had changed, I think we're going to look back at these first couple innings. Things could have been different here for the Panthers. They're not. And they trail three to one. Kelly gets back in the right-handed batter's box. Keeps that left toe or that left heel up. And now he hits the ball hard over the center fielder's head and rolls back to the cage. That could very well clear the bases off a third and second. It will. And Kelly standing on second base with the double. Two RBIs. 
Adam Colton comes in off a third, eventually making his way from second base and in was Lake. Five to one. Up on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard, time has been taken by head coach of the Panthers, John Hamill. He'll come out, and it looks like potentially he could make a pitching change here in this bottom of the second. The Hamilton Bulldogs have one out on them. They scored one run in the bottom of the first. They've added four here in the bottom of the second. And I don't see anybody new coming in. We may just be going out to have a conversation and try to settle things down a little bit. When we get back to the action, Lauren Putman will come up to bat for your Hewleton Bulldogs. John Traffin is on deck and Dawson Marino in the hole. It is just about that weather if you want to get your driveway sealed or those cracks repaired. Well, all you got to do is go to the top of the hill or give top of the hill seal coating a call in Hewleton. Give Jeremy a call at 315-528-9033. And like all the businesses that I put on the air, I want to make sure they're reputable. I want to make sure they're going to provide you a good service. I always check out the reviews. Phenomenal reviews. People always very satisfied, not only with the job done, but the price as well. So, again, it's almost that time when that driveway would love to soak up that nice, shiny, new black seal coat and you can get it done with top-of-the-hill seal coating. We will have a new pitcher here for the Parrishville Hopkinton Panthers. Cody Yett, thank you very much to the Panthers. Unfortunately, I've been calling his name wrong in the first couple innings. I believe I've been saying Yeti. So we want to make sure we got it down, and thank you, to one of the Panthers faithful yet will now come into pitch here. So unfortunately, let's break things down here. Rosenbacher goes an inning and a third's worth of work this afternoon. In the inning and a third, he's walked four batters. He's given up three hits. One, two, three, four, five runs. A potential sixth run. If the duck on the pond off a second, Kelly comes in. Putman will come in to score, or excuse me, Putman will come up to bat. Traffin will be on deck here. Here comes the first pitch, and that is a strike. Nice pitch by Yet here. And I'll be honest with you, right now, I mean, it looks a little bit down if you're the Panthers being down 5-1, to one, but the, the God's honest truth is they've gotten guys on base. They've hit the ball. They could make a comeback in this game. Now ball hit high out in the center field. Center fielder Snell on the run in, has the can of corn in the glove. And that will retire Putman F8 in the books and two down here on your Bulldogs. That will be Traffin up. He did reach back in the first, but he's 0 for 1 because he reached via the fielder's choice. Dawson Marino on deck. No doubt at the Panthers, only down four runs, and the way they've hit the ball, got runners on, can come back. But they want to keep this runner off a second from scoring. Here comes the pitch inside, and will be ball one here to Trafton. As always, I appreciate you listening. When the end of this 2019 spring sports season is done, you and I will have gone down this track for nine years together. And before you know it, when we get out to the gridiron in the fall, it'll be ten years together. So when I do thank you for listening, and I tell you it actually does mean something to me, it does, man. I appreciate you listening and our sponsors that make it happen. And I'll say it, for every broadcast that I ever do, and it sounds like a broken record, 
but please go into these places, spend some of your money, use their services. Ball gets past the catcher on the way to third is Keegan Kelly. And we work things in a full circle around the North Country the way we should here. 5-1 on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. I feel like a game has almost happened within these first two innings. There's been so many different pivotal points in time for both teams. And right now, it's the Hewelton Bulldogs that are cashing in on their Willy Wonka golden ticket. And with the chance to see the Impa Loompas, baby. And now a strike called here on Traffin. Three balls and one strike to count. Here comes the right-handed fire. That is popped up. Catcher finds it. First baseman coming in. And catcher to his right just down the line in foul territory, five, six feet. Unfortunately, could just tough. Could not find it in time. That ball was hit straight up and just a little bit to his right. That is a small white ball and some white and blue clouds. And unfortunately, it has been just some drop catches, an error here and there. And, and this is this is still a 1-1, if not a Pearsall Hopkinton Panther, 3-1 lead or something. And now ball put right down the middle of the pipe, foul back by Traffin. So now a great job by Yet to come back against Traffin in this at-bat, but a good job by Traffin staying alive here. Marino waiting on deck. Here comes the fire, and that is a beauty at the knees on the outside corner. Trafton swings and misses. A big strikeout for Yet and the Parrishville Hopkinton Panthers to end the bottom of the second. But not before your Hubleton Bulldogs strike with four runs off of two hits. There was one error in that inning, and your Bulldogs did strand a runner on third base. It is five to one. The Panthers, they had some success back in the first with these guys in the lineup. Two, three, four are due up next in Fippen, Clark Valance, and Rosenbarker next here on the North Country Sports Authority. At Community Health Center of the North Country, we believe giving you access to health care is only part of what we can do to build healthier communities. It's also about supporting transportation, food and housing, and other organizations' good work. After all, an economically strong North Country will also be a healthy North Country, and our team is proud to play its part in achieving that goal. Community Health Center of the North Country, where community is not just in our name, it's what we believe in. Find out more at chcnorthcountry.org. Let me tell you a thing or two about the people who don't compromise. For starters, they love a nice, cold Pepsi Zero Sugar. Why? Because it's delicious, it's refreshing, and it has zero sugar. How's that for not compromising? They're the sort of person that likes surf with their turf. Because who decided beef shouldn't have a buddy? And the drink with their feast? Yeah, they have a Pepsi Zero Sugar. The person who doesn't compromise loves a good golden doodle. All the golden retriever goodness with just a hint of doodle. No compromises there. Oh, and when they're bringing said golden doodle for a walk, they bring a Pepsi Zero Sugar. They're the kind of person jorts were made for. 50% jeans, 50% shorts, 100% the most comfortable thing that's ever graced your wardrobe. Not compromising never looked so good. So crack open a Pepsi Zero Sugar and taste what it's like to have it all. Pepsi Zero Sugar. All the flavor, zero the sugar, no compromises needed. 
You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. All righty, here we go. Just in case you're joining me, I'm glad you are. Boys Class D semifinal baseball. It is your Hewleton Bulldogs at home taking on the Panthers 5-1. In the top of the third, we begin with the Panthers coming up to bat. It's Fippen currently in the right-handed batter's box. Two strikes on him. Here comes the next one right down to shoot. And that is a fifth strikeout rung up in the St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union can't count under the right hand and arm here at Bryce Lake this afternoon. Seems to maybe starting to find a rhythm to begin this top of the third. He's been a little away from the strike zone in the top half of the first and the top half of the second. And now strike one here to Clark Valance. Rosenbarker on deck, Hayes in the hole. Your Bulldogs enter this game going 10-0 and in the West regular season, knocking off the Green Demons 19-0 in the quarterfinals. But if you are just joining me as swinging and missing is the batter for the Panthers, and you think that the Bulldogs are smoking the Panthers right now at 5-1, there have been a couple things that have happened that really changed the way this game could be right now. For all intents and purposes, it could be a tie game, or it could be a game that the Panthers have a lead. But again, certain things have went down on the diamond, and it's Hewleton with the lead. Now ball hit hard out into center field. Center fielder charging in. And comes down to his knees with the left-hand glove stretched out and comes out with the catch. He'll have some grass stain on the knees. But more important, he's got the second out of this inning, John Traffin. And that was a nice job by Traffin. A lot of times it's all about your first step. That ball was a line drive. His first step was in. And if his first step wouldn't have been in, he wouldn't have caught that ball in the end. And the Bulldogs now got two up and two down, starting to rock and roll. One strike already. Now ball hit hard. Out in the left field, down the left field line, drifting Bowell, and the left fielder coming over and diving to his right and missing it by just a couple feet as Putman and the dogs in the outfield. Making mom or dad use the detergent later at home tonight, going all out for it here. And like we talked about, these guys in the lineup got the ball on the bat on the ball in the first inning. And they're doing it here again, but Hewleton getting them out so far. And now low and outside. Evens up the count to Rosenbarker. One ball and one strike. He is one for one. He had an RBI single back in the first inning. And now time. I believe taken in the batter's box by Rosenbarker. He'll step out. They'll get ready to get back in. Parishville Hopkinton in the quarterfinals knocked off your Motown Green Rockets 10-3. to And now strike three. Rosenbacher goes down. Three up, three down. No runs, no hits, no errors, nobody left on base. And again, that was the most consistent inning. Lake starting to seem to really warm up here. Not only did he have the speed coming in, but he also had the consistency throwing it to the plate and getting strikes. The Hewleton Bulldogs. This is a big opportunity for them. This is a big moment for the Panthers in the end if they hope to come back this afternoon. They let Hewleton off the leash back in the bottom of the second, getting four runs. It is five to one. 
They've got to tighten the ship up here. They can't allow it to get any more away from them. Hewelton's going to send 7, 8, and 9 up. And while you think, oh, geez, the bottom of the lineup. Well, two of these five runs have come off, guys, from the bottom of the lineup. But as Marino, Crayford, and Barney do up next here on the North Country Sports Authority. Now's the time to check out the Chevrolet tracks at Mort Backus & Sons. The tracks offers available all-wheel drive, great fuel economy, and versatile cargo capacity that's surprising in a small SUV. LT and Premier models feature keyless open and start, LED daytime running lamps, and available safety technology that goes above and beyond expectations. Check out the Chevrolet tracks at mortbacchus.com or visit with our friendly professional sales staff on Route 68. Find new roads at Mort Backus & Sons, Chevrolet & Buick, where we've been taking care of the North Country for over six 65 years. Thank you. Have a nice day. Ugh, did you see all that tobacco marketing in there? Marketing? I didn't see anything. Come on, they had a whole display of cigarette packs. That's tobacco marketing? Yeah, it's in our convenience stores, gas stations, drug stores. And studies show the more of it kids see, the more likely they are to smoke. Wow, our kids have seen enough. How can I protect them from tobacco marketing? You can take action at tobaccofreenys.org. Brought to you by Reality Check of St. Lawrence County. 713-4861. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. All righty, here we go. Well, I asked, I asked the Magic 8-Ball here this afternoon, will your Bulldogs win and get to the championship? It said maybe in that triangle. And, well, it was a big maybe for a little while, and it still is a maybe. The Hewelton Bulldogs in this Class D semis have the lead. 5-1 in the Holland Pump Sakai scoreboard. A ball hit high in the air, though, to lead off by Dawson Marino to center field and caught by the center fielder of the Harris, or excuse me, Panthers, Peyton Snell. So one up and one down here on the Hewelton Bulldogs. But in case you're joining me and you hear 5-1, it's a game that could be a lot different. I mean, the Panthers came up to bat in that top half of the first, had scored an early run, and then had runners on first and second with just one out and couldn't manage to get any more going on as a ball that Barney had blocked and kept out in front of him, but just a little to his left. The runner decided to try to steal third for the Panthers in that first inning. Barney, after blocking the ball, picks it up, throws the third. Boom, there is the second out of the inning. And then the batter up on the very next pitch, swings and misses for strike three. Now ball hit out past the right fielder. And on the way to second is Jed Crayford. And he'll be sliding into second for the double. He got to second back in the second inning, being an error. But this time he does it with the bat. And he's standing on second base here with one down. So at that point, the Panthers might have taken more than a one nothing lead in the top half of the first. But just with a, a nice defensive play uh, by Barney, getting that runner going to third, and then late striking with the next pitch, the guy out, all of a sudden the inning was over, and it was one to nothing. And now looking back, the runner is the pitcher that has come in yet. Just an inning ago, a nice curveball, reaching out, trying to put a ball into play. Is Barney. That is a strike. That was just a foul dribble down the third base line a little bit. And now we'll step back into the right-handed batter's box. Hewelton came up in the, in the bottom of the first. They, too, had chances to score more runs. 
Here comes the pitch. Then their one run that they did score, they actually had the bases loaded with one down in the bottom of the first. So here, Parishal Hopkinton had a lot of momentum, could have had more runs in the top of the first. They only get one. Hill comes back. They answer with one, could score a whole bunch more, take a big lead. They don't with the bases loaded and just one down. Parishville gets out of the jam. So we get into the top of the second. Again, runners on first and second with one out, but back-to-back strikeouts by the Panthers, and, and they couldn't generate those runners around and in. And we go 1-1 one, one to the bottom of the second. It is a 2-1 count, and now ball foul back to the cage by Barney. Evens it up at 2-2. Two and two. So then we go into the bottom of the second inning, and the uh, Israel Hopkins and Panthers could have had the first out of the inning, but they made an error, and as a result, Crafer was able to get on second base and over down. He eventually came around to score, along with three other runners, and it's 5-1. to one. And now ball hit out into center field. Runner on the way in. That's going to drop before him. Steele going to send the runner around from third. The throw home is way off. Bounces in front of the dugout. Run will come in to score. And now safely sliding into third base is Gavin Barney with heads up base running. An RBI single for Gavin Barney and then smart base running. Six to one now, the lead on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard with one out and Barney on third in the top of the lineup. Colton, an RBI double back in the second inning, now steps back into the right-handed batter's box. So if you're you know, if you just talking about a, a couple different plays defensively for the Panthers in this game and, and shutting down Hewelton perhaps when they have the opportunities again, and they cast in a little more on their chances at bat, again, it's, it could be a tie game, it could be Parisville up, but instead, as we talked about these being important teeter-totter moments in this game for Parisville, are going against them a little bit more as this game goes on. It's 6-1 to one now on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Noah Steele in the Carlisle Law Firm on deck circle. Bryce Lake in the hole here. We've got a one-and-one one count currently. To the batter, and now high and inside. Two balls and one strike runs the count to Colton. He grounded out to second back in the first, and then that RBI double in the second, and eventually came around to score. So far, one of the six runs posted up here. Here comes the next pitch by Yet that is inside. Rosenbarker started on the hill here for the Panthers this afternoon, worked an inning and a third, giving up five runs. Off of three hits, walking four batters. Yeti is now in his uh, kind of second inning of work. He finished out the bottom of the second, got the last out. And now low and outside, and that will be ball four here to Adam Colton. And fortunately, the Panthers hiccuping on the defensive side of the diamond here. And now runners on first and third, Noah Steele will come up to bat in the left-handed batter's box. And this may be one issue that the Bulldogs could face as they go further into the playoffs if they do. And now uncontested is Colton running the second for the stolen base. Runners on second and third. Hewelton has not been able to play a lot of good games this season. The West, compared to Hewelton, 
a lot further down. Now Steele out into right field. That will drop in front of the right fielder. In off to score from third is Barney making his way to third is Colton. And Steele on first with the RBI single. But again, Hewleton breezing through the West this year at 10-0. and Beating Herman and Calvin, the corner files, 19-0. Uh, really, I, this is a game, again, I'll say it till the end, but it could be a lot different a game. And the Panthers came here with a chance today. Things have just went against them a little bit here. Uh, they're still not out of it yet, but they're getting to that point where it may be very difficult to come back. Steele now uncontested will steal second base. 7-1 on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. But th- this is the issue. I mean, you go 10-0, and you're not playing, not in a bad way, but teams uh, up to your skill level this season. Now a pass ball in off of third. Colton will score. His second run scored for the Bulldogs here this afternoon. And now 8-1 on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. Noah Steele works his way over to third. So, you know, in order to try to help the Bulldogs, head coach Steele getting some non-league games against Canton and Messina, but that's a problem sometimes, is you might be 11-12, 13-0, win your Section uh, 10 championship and be in the state playoffs, but then you run into that team that's just as competitive as you, as not more, uh, and how do you play in those games? So, you know, in a lot of ways, as great as things are, sometimes they're not the most beneficial uh, and that's one thing I'm a little bit nervous about for your Hewleton Bulldogs as this season progresses. And and I have the same concern for the OFA boys baseball team. Because under Ethan Baldwin's five NAC starts this year, he's throwing two perfect games, a no-hitter, a one-hitter, and a two-hitter. They haven't had to rely on their defense a lot in those big state playoff games when it comes down to the pitchers and it's a one- or two-run game. Uh, everything matters defensively on the diamond. So, just things I'm a little bit nervous as both teams have had so much success but haven't been battle-tested the way I think that you normally should be, would be, and could be. And now Hamill, the coach for the Parisville Hopkinton Panthers, will take a second. He'll come out to the hill here. As it is three balls and one strike, the current count here to Lake. He's zero for zero. He walked in the first. He walked in the second, came around to score in that second inning. And on deck is Keegan Kelly. In the hole is Lauren Putman. In this bottom of the third, being brought to you this afternoon by Pepsi Augensburg Bottlers. And now yet. Trying to get the Panthers out of this inning with the damage that has already been done. 8-1 8-1 your score here. Here comes the fire, and that swung on foul down the third base side. Three balls and two strikes. Now the count to Lake. Tomorrow, girls softball, as long as Hewleton beats Harrisville, they're playing right next door here. We will have their semifinal game against either, I believe, Hammond or Morristown. Here comes the pitch, that low inside. That will be ball four to Lake. So for the third time here this afternoon, he has walked. And now that will bring up Keegan Kelly. He's one for one. He walked in the first, doubled and drove in two runs in the second inning. Friday, as long as your OFA boys are winning and win against Salmon River today in the Class B semis at OFA, we'll be covering that championship game on Friday. 
Here comes the pitch, a curveball. That'll be strike one. And now they're going to throw to second. And purposely, I feel like the Bulldogs, I'm not exactly sure. I almost feel like they purposely drew the throw from the catcher to make sure they score that run off a third. As Lake was just trotting and holding up as he was kind of getting closer to second. So he was thrown out. And as soon as that throw came, Steele came off a third to score. So probably a set play right there by the Bulldogs. And they've got a 9-1 lead on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. And then Saturday, if Hewleton girls continue to win, we'll be covering their softball championship game, 1 p.m. at SUNY Potsdam. But it is a big bummer. They put all the games, same days, same time. I mean, for instance, on Friday, you've got the Boys Class D Baseball Championship, the Boys Class B Baseball Championship in OFA and uh, probably Potsdam. Hewleton, if they go on to continue to win this game against uh, Shattagay or Lisbon. And then they've got the Girls Class B Softball Championship. Friday at 5, and it's like, why? And unfortunately, we can only cover one team. We've covered more OFA baseball this year. Ball hit hard out into right field. Right fielder going back. Almost has an over-the-shoulder grab, but cannot come up with it, and that accredited to Keegan Kelly a double, once again, a base hit. That would have been an outstanding effort by the right fielder to come down with that. So a double for Kelly once again here. And with two out, another duck on the pond in a 9-1 game. So I, I covered more OFA boys baseball during the season and then wanted to do the games against Camp Messina, but then with Mother Nature and the way things got shifted and covering all the teams between Motown, Lisbon, Hewleton, and OFA, things got complex and, well, didn't cover Hewleton baseball as much as I would have liked to. So we've hopped on with them in the quarterfinals in their 19-0 win against Herman DeKalb. Here this afternoon, uh, we will not be able to broadcast, as mentioned, then getting back on board with OFA uh, for the championship game Friday. But if they get in the state playoffs, we'll be back with the Hewleton Bulldogs. Uh, they currently are ranked second in the state here and have a 9-1 lead as the number one seed taking on the fifth seed of Parisville Hopkins Panthers high and inside. And now two balls and no strikes to count here to Lauren Putman. He is one for two. He singled in the first and then flew out to center field in the second. Here comes the next pitch, low in the dirt. Nice job by the catch to block that and keep Kelly at second base here. I'm not positive either. I'll have to check. I don't know in playoff games if there is the 10 run rule. I don't remember. Not often in the playoffs in baseball or softball are we into extra innings too often. Here comes the pitch, and that outside, and that will be ball four here to Putman. And runners on first and second here for the Hewleton Bulldogs with two down, and that will bring John Trathen up. He's 0 for 2, reached via fielder's choice in the first, struck out in the second. And now Panthers trying to get out of this inning and get the third out. Here comes the pitch. That is swung that foul down to first base side, high and out of play. Again, the Panthers on the road here at Hewleton Central School's baseball diamond in their white pants, thin red stripe up the side, red jerseys, white numbers on the back. They got the red in the front and white in the back caps, and they accompany the first base side dugout. Here comes the next fire, and that is high and inside. One ball and one strike is your count. 
Bulldogs, they got the purple socks, the gray pants, the thick purple stripe up the side, plus the purple pinstripe, thin ones on those pants. And then they got the jerseys, as a saying, the thick purple stripe up near the elbows going to the shoulders, and then the pinstripes around everywhere else, and the purple numbers outlined in yellow on the back. As the color of both teams here this afternoon to set the setting. And now two balls and a strike here. The current count to Trappin. Marino, who led off this inning, stands on deck here. And now a ball off John Trappin. He's hit by the pitch. And that will be bases loaded here for the Hubleton Bulldogs with two outs. And now Dawson Marino... who hit a good one out in the center field to lead off this inning, but it was caught on a nice defensive play. And we will now have another pitching change here for the Parrishville Hopkinton Panthers. So let's see here and break this down for you. Yet has pitched a entirety of an inning, but a third back in the bottom of the second, and now two-thirds here in this bottom of the third. He is charged with giving up four runs here this afternoon off of one, two, three, four hits. If these guys on the bases now in Kelly on third, Putman on second, Trafton coming to score. Those will also be charged to yet. And now the third pitcher here this afternoon for the Panthers is Cade Hayes. He's a right-handed hurler. He's taken some warm-up pitches. And the North Country's home for the National Football League, ESPN Again, Radio, AM 1400, WSLB, Ogdensburg, Potsdam, Camp. A more times of cashing in on your runs and scoring position. And it's a whole different game here this afternoon. But right now, right here, it is 9-1. Your Hewleton Bulldogs have the lead. And a chance to go up by even more with the bases loaded, two down, and senior Dawson Marino 0 for 2. Coming up here, he started off this bottom of the third. If the Bulldogs continue to win, they will move on to the Class D championship game, which will be Friday at St. Lawrence University and start at 5 p.m. If you go to our ESPN Facebook page, you can see the schedule of the games we're broadcasting. And if you go to our website and go to cbogginsburg.com, not only can you listen to the games via your phone, tablet, or computer, but you can also listen to games that we have broadcasted. And now Dawson Marino, ball one, up and in. One ball and no strikes is your count. Crayford on deck, Barney in a hole here. Both Crayford and Barney have scored twice today. Uh, both times they've gotten up, they've gotten on and came in to score. And now high and inside, and that will run to ball two here on Marino. Hayes gets ready. Here comes the pitch. That's up high and runs the count to three balls and no strikes. A very tough situation for Cade Hayes to come into. Bases loaded and two down already trailing by. He runs nine to one here. See if he can try to make a comeback in... 
the batter of Marino. Here comes the pitch. That's low in the dirt. Marino will come in, or excuse me, Marino will go to first with the walk. In to score will be Keegan and Kelly. And now Jed Crafer, who already doubled in this inning and came around to score, gets back in the right-handed batter's box and looks at ball one low. Ten to one. Now the score on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. The Dogs with one in the bottom of the first, four in the bottom of the second, and five in the bottom of the third. Here comes the next pitch in that low and inside. Two balls and no strikes is your count. Barney on deck in the Carlisle Law Firm on deck circle. Adam Colton in the hole. It seems that Bryce Lake, the sophomore for your dogs, pitcher, really started to find uh, the strike zone in the top of the third, but he's been sitting for an awful long time. There's going to be a good, to you know, at least 20 to 25 minutes, I feel like, uh, from the last time he's thrown a pitch before he potentially throws another one. And now here comes the pitch from Hayes, and that up inside runs the count to three balls and no strikes. Unfortunately for the Panthers, I mean, I got to talk about the facts of the game. They they just haven't been able to get uh, their pitches in the strike zone and be able to defend the game that way. Here comes the pitch. That right down the middle. That will make Crayford a hitter here. Three balls and one strike. He reached me an error in the second, came around a score. Doubled in the third here and came around a score. And let's see what he'll do again in the third. Here comes the pitch, and that is up high, and that'll be ball four. So Crayford goes to first with the walk. John Trafton has made his way over to third. Dawson Marino now on second. Putman comes in to score. 11-1 on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard, and now ball one up high here to Barney. A 10-run lead here for the Hewelton Bulldogs. And the Panthers got the big win against the number four seed, Motown Green Rockets, 10-3. But having a tough time today on the road. Not at first. They had a chance early to keep things close, maybe be in the lead, and eventually maybe make it tough on the dogs. But things went against them here. And now a strike, so one and one the count to Barney. And now pops it up, foul down the right field line, nearing out of play. As it drops, foul drops right on the out of play line, down the right field line. Six runs here in this bottom of the third. Here comes the pitch, and that hits Gavin Barney. Second time he's been hit here this afternoon. John Trafton will come in to score. 12 to 1. Marino over to third. Crayford over to second. And on first is Barney. That will bring up the top of the lineup, Colton, who walked in this inning already and came around to score. And he looks at ball one. One ball and no strikes is your count. And now a strike here. Uh, 
Next pitch from Hayes, and that up in the strike zone. Two balls and one strike is your count. So those three runs, unfortunately, charged to yet. So yet gives up seven runs here this afternoon. Off of the four hits. And now a strike here to Colton. Couple strikes now here on Colton. He'll be trying to protect the plate. So Yet, who came in relief for the starting pitcher, the Panthers, Rosenbarker, gives up seven runs and off of four hits. And now ball four here to Adam Colton. So Adam Colton will come in or get to first base. Dawson Marino will come in to score. Thirteen to one now on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. That will be the first run charge to Hayes here. And, well, the Parisville Hopkins and Panthers had a couple outs and, and looking to retire the Bulldogs. They've kept things going here with two outs. They've had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen batters up here in this bottom of the third inning. And, while well, we talked about Lake, you know, he was really starting to find the strike zone back in the bottom of the third, throwing with some heat. He's been sitting now for a good 25 to 30 minutes. We'll see how he adjusts when he comes out to pitch the top of the fourth. Head coach of the Parrishville Hopkinson Panthers, John Hamill, is going to go out and speak to his pitcher, Hayes. Give him a couple words of encouragement, some tidbits. He knows he put himself in a tight, or put him in a tight position here. With the bases loaded already, he will turn up big to try to get out of this jam here. In this bottom of the third, brought to you by Seaway Valley Prevention Council's Reality Check and Youth Decide. So Noah Steele, the senior, will come up. He is one for two. He walked in the first, came around a score. Grounded out to short in the second. An RBI single and came around a score in the third. And now he steps into that left-handed batter's box for one ball and no strikes. Hewleton with the bases loaded still here. Crayford over to third. Barney on second. And Adam Colton at first. It was kind of darned if you do, darned if you don't here this afternoon because the three games to be able to cover four. Potentially, Hewleton girls softball, OFA girls softball, OFA boys baseball, Hewleton baseball. Thought this might be the better of the four, but now in hindsight, wondering if that OFA girls softball game against Governor might have been a little tighter here this afternoon. I'm not sure exactly what's going on between Hewleton and Harrisville, but you expect Hewleton to dispose of Harrisville pretty easily here this afternoon. And I'll get one across the plate is Hayes, two balls and one strike to count to steal. Now, that will be ball four low in the dirt. 
in the score will be Jed Crayford. 14 to 1 on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. Barney over to third. Adam Colton on second. Noah Steele on first. And I'll strike one here to Bryce Lake. No balls and one strike. Keegan Kelly and our Carlisle Law Firm on deck circle. Lauren Putman in the hole. Here comes the fire, and a nice curveball just falls low and outside the strike zone. Out of the right hand to Hayes, the current pitcher for the Panthers. This has been one of the longest innings this year, potentially ever, in the I broadcast it in boys' high school baseball. And now high and inside, two balls and a strike here to Lake. Here comes the next pitch, high above Lake's head, three balls and one strike to count. As mentioned, Kelly on deck, Putman in the hole. Here comes the next fire. That swung on. That is a base hit out in the left field. Off of third base in the score is Gavin Barney. Being waved from second, touching third. And in the score is Adam Colton. 15-1 to on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. Kewell's been taking a lot of bop a lot bam boom in the lead here in this bottom of the third inning. Bryce Lake making his way over to second. Two RBIs on the double for Lake. Noah Steele on third. Lake now on second. And Keegan Kelly with strike one. He's two for two. He has hit the ball exceptionally this year for Hewelton now outside one and one. His uh, last playoff game against Herman DeKalb was four for four. He's two for two with two doubles. Has driven in a couple runs here this afternoon. And now a one and one count with Ducks on the pond. Here comes the fire, and that swung on. A three-hopper to short, picked up, throw to first in time. Nice play to retire Kelly, 6-3 in the books. But not before the Hewelton Bulldogs, 2, 5, 7, 8, 11 runs in that bottom of the third inning off of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 hits. I don't think there was any errors in that inning. The Bulldogs did strand two. And I unofficially got 16 to 1 here on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. The Parishville Hopkins and Panthers, a long way to come back. But that's the reason they still play the game. You never know. They're going to send 5, 6, and 7 up. Alec Hayes, Kate Hayes, and Peyton Snell do up next year on the North Country Sports Authority. Disguised within things like your family history, breast cancer can strike any time. But as the only high-risk breast program in the region, our bodyguards can spot danger before it reaches you. It all starts with a simple questionnaire to identify your early risks. Then our team can protect you from harm and bring you peace of mind. Visit claxtonhepburnorg bodyguard to complete your questionnaire. Because defending your tomorrow should start today. 
The St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union loves to reward its members. And right now, when you, yes you, open a new membership at St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union, you'll receive a free gift. And free is good. So how do you become a new member of the St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union? Easy peasy. If you live, work, worship, or go to school in any part of St. Lawrence County, you can join St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union in Canton, Ogdensburg, and Potsdam, where people are worth more than money. Member NCUA. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. All righty. Just in case you're joining me, Christopher Spicer, and you and I are inside the Richard Winter Cancer Center broadcast booth right behind home plate and the fence here at Hewleton Central School in this boys' class D baseball semifinal contest. Do or die for your Hewleton Bulldogs. Well, they are doing here this afternoon and doing well. They have a 16-1 lead up on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Bryce Lake, who sat for nearly 30 minutes as the Eagleton Bulldogs got 11 runs in the bottom of the third, now begins his fourth inning of work here this afternoon. He's only given up one run off of three hits this afternoon, struck out five. No balls and two strikes to count here to Alec Hayes, and a beautiful curveball that starts on the inside and ends up across the middle and drops a good number of inches. Six strikeout running out in the St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union K-Count here this afternoon. That will bring up Cade Hayes. He is one for one, singled back in the bottom of the second. And again, it just really seems as this game goes that Bryce is just warming up, throwing a little faster, throwing a little more with control. And two pitches in a row and two strikes here on Hayes. No balls and two strikes. Now on deck yet in the hole here for the Panthers. Next fire from Lake. Low and outside. One ball and two strikes is your count. I don't know when you may be looking for your next couch, recliner, mattress, but selling good quality mattresses and furniture, brand names for better prices, I suggest you go out there and see for yourself first. Go ahead, shop around after that. But it's right there at the top of the hill in Hewleton at Top of the Hill uh, Mattress and Furniture. Here comes the next pitch from Lake. All of a sudden, this is out of the strike zone. So just as we mentioned, he was getting his way and grew back into that zone. Three straight balls and three balls and two strikes is your count. Here comes the next one right down the middle. Doing a great job as Hayes to foul that off, staying alive. And we'll have another full count pitch here. Snell on deck, yet in the hole for the Panthers. 16-1 to is your score, and now up and inside, and that will be ball four here to Hayes. The second walk given up only this afternoon by Bryce Lake here, the sophomore right-handed hurdler for the Dogs that got the nod under head coach David Steele. So the Panthers, with one down, a runner on first. 0-for-1 is Snell, who's up to bat. He struck out back in the second inning. And he now steps in the right-handed batter's box and looks at strike one. Now here comes the next pitch, and that is hard hit. Out into left center, closing the gap quickly as center fielder Trafton throws to second, gets past the second baseman, rolls all the way over towards first, and the runner advanced on the diamond here for the Parisville Hopkinton Panthers. They got runners on second and third with one down. 
Now the Parisville Hopkins and Panthers had a runner in and runners on first and second with one down back in the first. Couldn't cash in anymore. Ducks off the pond. Lake trying to hold in that one run here, but now runners on second and third with one down and yet steps in and looks at strike one. Ball gets away from Barney, but kept him enough out in front when it spun away from him. It just went over to his left and a hair behind him. So keeps the runners at bay at third and second. Only the fourth hit given up by Lake here this afternoon. Here comes the fire, and that at the knees, a nice pitch across the plate. Now two strikes here on Yet. One of their fans, as you say, with two strikes, you got to protect the plate here. Here comes the pitch, and a curveball and a beauty that in the end breaks and just falls across the outside corner of the plate. And that'll be the seventh strikeout for Lake here this afternoon. More important, the second out in this inning. And now the Panthers will send Felix up to bat. The top of the lineup is in the on-deck circle. And there has time been taken on the field. I think we might have a pitching change that will occur here. Bryce Lake will now come out. And the nice thing about that is he will be available for the Bulldogs if they need him to throw some innings or some pitches in a championship game against Chattagay on Friday. Now coming into pitch will be Dawson Marino for the Hewelton Bulldogs. Holy wop, baba, loop, baba, loop, bamboo. We have had a total of five pitchers through just three and two-thirds innings here in this contest between the two teams. So let's see. Bryce Lake will go down as your winning pitcher here this afternoon, pitching three and two-thirds, giving up just one run off of four hits. He struck out seven batters. Walked two here this afternoon. These runs on third and second could potentially be charged to Lake if they do come in. Marino will now take over. Right-handed hurler for head coach Steele in this top of the fourth inning. Parishville, Hopkins, and Panthers trailing by 15. Absolutely, would it be a perhaps greatest comeback ever in high school boys baseball. But they're not giving up, and your Bulldogs are looking poised to potentially punch their ticket to their sixth straight Section 10 championship game, I believe. Could it be their sixth straight victory? Oh, excuse me, they they have been to, this would be their sixth straight. Before last year, they had five straight until they lost. In the, uh, to Mattered Waddington in the Section 10 Championship, 6-2. Six to two. So this would be their uh, seventh straight trip, excuse me, to the Section 10 Championship. And potentially could be their sixth title in seven years. But they're going to go up against Lisbon or Chattagay. Those T-tombs going on. Now a two-hopper to short. Steele will throw over to first in time to get the third out of the inning and retire Felix 6-3. So Marino came in for just one pitch, and that was it. 
for the top of the fourth in the Panthers. No runs off of one hit. There was no errors. They did strand two. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Hewleton has a big-time lead on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. 16-1 to 1 is the score. I'm sure there will be a whole slew of changes coming up to bat here. So we're just going to stay in the lineup. 5, 6, and 7 for Hewleton do up next here on the North Country Sports Authority. Steve, right three, you're out. Now what's going on? You haven't hit the ball for weeks. The cold showers at home are killing me, coach. My old water heater isn't putting out the hot water it used to. Sounds like this player needs a Bradford White Water Heater. All the hot water he'll need for showers, laundry, and the dishes. Gas, electric, tankless. Have your contractor get a Bradford White Water Heater at Potsdam, Messina, and Governor Plumbing Supply. Or Howland Pump in Ogdensburg. There's the pitch. Oh, is he ever hot now? Being in an auto accident can be confusing and traumatic. The last thing you need to deal with is to fight with an insurance company to get the money you need, worry about the repairs to your vehicle, or how you're going to pay for things when you're out of work. If you've been injured in an auto accident, let the attorneys at the Carlisle Law Firm help you. With offices in Malone, Watertown, and Ogdensburg, we can meet with you and help you fight the insurance companies and get what you deserve for your injuries. Call the ones, 315-393-1111. You're listening to AM1400 ESPN's live coverage of high school sports. Your North Country sports leader is AM1400 ESPN. Back to Chris Spicer. All righty. Did you know? As we get back to this boys' Class D semifinal baseball playoff contest between your Hewelton Bulldogs and the Panthers, that your Hewelton Bulldogs have a wah-ba-ba-loo-ba-ba-lomp-bam-booming 16-1 lead on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. But if you can't listen to the radio at 1400 AM via your phone, tablet, or computer, all you got to do is go to cbogginsburg.com to listen to the games we broadcast as well as to listen back to the games that we've broadcasted. So your Hewleton Bulldogs will see here who they're going to have to come up to bat. Again, I would expect a bunch of changes here made by head coach Steele. It is the bottom of the fourth, just in case you're joining me, believe it or not, in the first couple innings, this was a very close contest. It was one-to-one with the chance of Parrishville actually having maybe a couple-run lead in the second or third inning, but it went the other way on the Panthers. A couple plays, a couple errors defensively on the diamond, and mixed with some hits, the Bulldogs really got things going. After it was 1-1, Hewleton scored seven runs in the bottom of the second. They cashed in with six in the bottom of the third to have this currently 16-1 lead on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. And now the Hewleton Bulldogs will come up to bat here to begin this bottom of the fourth. And I believe it will be Dan Prey here, a sophomore for the Hewleton Bulldogs. Hits one high in the air behind the second baseman's head, and it will drop. So Dan Prey steps up to bat here in the bottom of the fourth inning and has got the base hit. Runner on first, nobody down. Now Mason Knopf up to bat here in place of John Traffin. Mason has come up to bat several times this year and has got some hits for the Bulldogs. 
He's a good hitter. I could see him in the lineup as a designated hitter, to be quite honest with you, time to time. Here comes the pitch in that low outside. Trying to keep score of this scorebook because Hewelton batted around back in the third and then some. Here comes the pitch. Swung on. That is a grounder towards third. Third picks it up. Throw to second. In time. Throw to first. Not going to be in time to get an off. So Prey is out at second. Knoff on via the fielder's choice here. And one out here on the Hewelton Bulldogs. And now Marino, I believe, here in the seventh spot will come up in this fourth inning. Let's see. The young man is uh, one for three this afternoon. He uh, reached via field of choice in the first, flew out to center field in the third, and then got to bat again in the third in which he singled. Eventually came around to score and up high. Again, we'll be broadcasting girls softball as long as the Hulton Lady Bulldogs varsity team beat Terraceville. We'll have their semifinal contest against Hammond or Morristown right back here at Hulton Central School. 4.45 pregame, 5 p.m. start. And now a strike swung at and missed by Marino. Two balls and one strike is your count. If OFA beat Salmon River today like they should in boys' Class B semifinal playoff action, we will then be broadcasting the boys' Class B championship game between your OFA Blue Devils and either the Potsdam Sandstoners and or the Governor Wildcats Friday at 5 p.m. Here comes the pitch that swung on, popped up high, out into right field. Right fielder now coming in. Over to his right, has it. And Marino is retired here in this fourth F9 in the book. And then they throw back to first to get off and double up the Hewelton Bulldogs. And the inning is over. No runs for the Hewelton Bulldogs. They did get one hit. No errors. They didn't strand anybody on in the end. And we're through four innings of play. Hewelton a 16-1 lead on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Yes, unfortunately, they've just put all the games on the same day, same time. You know, it's like, who do you cover? You got the boys' OFA potential Class B championship Friday at 5 p.m., Clarkson University. You've got Hewelton, who looks like they're going to win this contest playing in the boys' Class B championship game Friday, 5 p.m., St. Lawrence University. You've got the girls' Class B softball championship, which probably will feature your OFA Blue Devil girls. Uh, that will probably also Friday at 5 p.m. So it's darned if you do, darned if you don't. We covered a lot of OFA boys' baseball this year. So we took you through the quarterfinals and today the semifinals with Hewelton Boys Baseball. Even though they're going to be advancing to that championship game Friday 5 at St. Lawrence University, we will not be broadcasting that game. Please come out and support your Hewelton Bulldogs. We'll be broadcasting the OFA Boys Baseball team in their championship Class B game against either, again, Governor or Potsdam. We'll be able although missing the OFA Girls Championship game, like I said, on Friday, uh, because the Girls Class D Championship is on Saturday, as long as Hewelton continues to win and they feature themselves in the championship game, we'll be bringing you that Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. start. 
And then it would be the state playoffs the following week. I think you're potentially looking at the OFA girls if they repeat a Section 10 champs, which is going to be very tough. But if they do, they would play on Thursday, uh, like maybe the 6th of June. And then your Hewleton Bulldog girls, if they, if they go on to win a Section 10 championship and, and make it in the state playoffs, they would play down, I think, at Syracuse, like on Friday the 7th. And then we'd be able to cover in your Hewleton boys or OFA boys on the 8th Saturday afternoon. So... We'll see how she all works out, the way this is shaken up this afternoon. A close game for an inning or two until Hewleton got off the leash too far and then ran away from home with a 16-1 lead here on this Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. First batter up for the Parisville Hopkinton Panthers. I'm not exactly positive. That is... They're sending up. Oh, Jimmy Cricket in the Wild Frontier. And I believe here for the Parishville Hopkinton Panthers, it's a pinch hitter. I'm not sure exactly who. I don't have their entire lineup, just their starters. Right-handed batter with two strikes now, swinging and missing. So Marino will get credited with the strikeout and the first out here on the Parishville Hopkinton Panthers. That will bring up Brendan Pippen. He's over two. Popped up to second, struck out in the third. Now oh, here comes the next fire from Marino. That is popped up behind home plate, and that is drifting foul. So no balls in one strike to count here to Pippen. It looks like Samuel Clark Valance on deck here in the Carlisle Lopperman deck circle for the Panthers. He is one for two this afternoon. Pippen currently up, as mentioned, 0 for two. Bryce Lake went three and two-thirds innings worth of work this afternoon. Just gave up one run, stands to be the winning pitcher. Struck out seven batters, walked two, gave up four hits. Doss Marino came in for a third of an inning of relief back in the bottom of the third. And excuse me, the top of the fifth. He came in in the third inning of relief in the bottom of the fourth. And now starting this fifth inning, got the strikeout. And now Ketch and Barney going to go out and have a little conversation with him here as all of a sudden the count has ran to two balls in one strike. Your Hewleton Bulldogs looking to punch their ticket to their seventh straight Section 10 championship. They did lose last year to Matter Wannington 6-2. to two. They're the number two ranked team in the state in boys' class D baseball. And now ball popped up infield. Late coming down the first baseline toward home about halfway. Calls it and has it. F3 in the books. Fippen is retired, and that will bring up Samuel Clark Valance. This could be the end of the contest as, again, there is a 10-run rule in boys' high school baseball. But I'm not sure if they incorporate it into the playoffs. I would imagine they might. I'm not positive, though. Uh, as much as I could see that they would, I could see the game continuing on. And that first pitch, just a little bit too inside. One ball and no strikes. They count here to Clark Balance. 
Next one on the right-handed hurl of Marino. That is popped up. Foul behind home plate. Out of play. And now that'll leave it up to count at one ball and one strike here on Clark Balance. Two outs here on the Panthers. Potentially down to their last out. Trailing 16-1 to here. Marino looks to his catcher, Barney. Here comes the right-handed pitch. Kicks the left leg up. That is outside and low. And now 22-year count here. Their Bulldogs potentially an out of way from punching their ticket to their seventh straight Section 10 championship game. Here comes the pitch. Swung on. That'll be a base hit. Gets past the diving to his left shortstop steal and out into center field. So the Panthers here keeping things alive. Samuel Clark balance with his second hit this afternoon. He is two for three. And now with his second single of the day, stands on first base. That will bring up Rosen Barker, who is one for two. An RBI single back in the first. Struck out in the third. And now into the right-handed batter's box. Here comes the fire, and that off the left shoulder of Rosenbacher. Clark Valance will be at second. Rosenbacher at first hit by the pitch. And with two down, the Panthers threaten here in this bottom of the fifth, trailing by 15, 16 to 1. Alec Hayes will step in to the right-handed batter's box. He's 0 for 2. He struck out in the first and fourth innings. As soon as this baby is over, we'll quickly dive ourselves into our Mort Backus and Sons post-game show. And now right down a shoot. Looking at that one was Hayes. No balls and one strike is your count. Marino gets ready. Here comes the next fire. That is low and outside. Evens up to count one and one. If you need to get your car off of 68 and in for service, not a better dealership. Then Mort Backus and Sons sitting there with their big bay doors welcoming you in. Take care of your vehicle. You sit in the weight room, have a refreshment, watch some TV, perhaps read. And now swinging, missing is Hayes. Two strikes now on Hayes. Trying to keep the Panthers' bats alive here in this bottom of the fifth inning, or top of the fifth. Marino gets ready, kicks up the left leg. Here comes the fire, a beautiful curveball, and that will be called strike three. Second strikeout in relief for Marino. And that will do it, I believe, here this afternoon in this contest as the coaches are shaking the officials' hands. And with that, we will step into our Mort Backus and Sons postgame show here this afternoon. It was the boys' Class D semifinals, playoff baseball. The wheels on the bus continue to go round and round for your Hewleton Bulldogs. They finished the West this year at 10-0 and in first place. They drew the number one seed coming into the playoffs this year. They had a quarterfinal victory on Friday against Herman DeKalb, 19 to nothing, in which Keegan Kelly got the victory on the hill, an 11-strikeout uh, shutout. I think only gave up four hits in that game. Uh, not a ton of hits, but he also went four for four. They got themselves and punched their ticket to the semifinal contest here at home this afternoon. Getting here as well was the number 50 to Parisville Hopkinton Panthers. They finished coming into this game uh, in the East in sixth place with a five and nine mark, but have played some good teams in the East and the fifth seed. They knocked off Morristown 10-3 in the quarterfinals, and it was anybody's game 
in the first inning or two. Parisville Hopkins came up, scored the first inning in the or first run in the top half of the first, had a one nothing lead, and then runners on first and second with just one out. But a great catching defensive play by Barney to block a ball in front of him. It just trickled to his left. The runner at second thought he could get to third. Barney throws him out. Second out all of a sudden. The next pitch, it's strike three. Hewelton's out of the inning. What could have maybe been a two or three nothing lead for the Panthers was wiped out immediately, but they still had a one nothing lead heading into the bottom of the first. Your Hewelton Bulldogs, they score in the very first inning, get a run themselves off of a hit. Noah Steele got on via the walk and then eventually came around to score after a base hit. And, well, the Hewelton Bulldogs, they tied the game 1-1, but they then had the bases loaded with one down to completely steal the momentum away from the Panthers, but they couldn't. The Panthers gets the next two batters. It's 1-1 as we go to the top of the second. Again, top of the second, Panthers showing some confidence from their at-bats in the first inning. They got runners on first and second with one down. But Bryce Lake comes back-to-back big strikeouts to end the inning, and it goes one-to-one in the bottom of the second. And that's when things started to get stretched out. The inning could have been began with an out on the Bulldogs, but instead it was an error and a runner standing on second base. And the next thing you know, Hewelton scores four runs off of two hits, and they've got a 5-1 lead after two on the Holland Pump Supply scoreboard. Bryce Lake really settling in in the top of the third, finding the strike zone, three up, three down, and including two strikeouts in that top of the third inning. We get to the bottom of the third, and now Parisville Hopkins and Panthers uh, virtually starting to work now through their third pitcher eventually. Uh, Tanner Rosenbarker, their starting pitcher, went an inning and a third, gave up five runs this afternoon uh, off of three hits, walked four batters. Then Cody Yet came in. He worked a full inning between uh, the second inning and the third inning. He worked a third in the second, two-thirds in the third. He gave up seven runs off of four hits. Uh, and then the final pitcher for the Parisville Hopkins Panthers was Cade Hayes, who gave up uh, four runs off of two hits in a, an inning and a third uh, worth of work. So, uh, unfortunately, Tanner Rosenbarker, the losing pitcher uh, for the Parisville Hopkinson Panthers. In that bottom of the third, the Hewelton Bulldogs really get off the leash here with seven runs, make it eight runs in that bottom of the third, to that point, go up, make it nine runs. I'm sorry, nine runs makes it 11 runs. Jiminy Crickets in the wild frontier. The score sheet's kind of crazy because he was a game up to bat in the bottom of the third. They batted around and then some more, but they score 11 runs in that bottom of the third inning to eventually go up 16-1 to one on the Howland Pump Supply scoreboard. Parishville comes up. They flirt with runners on second and third and one down, but could not cash in as uh, Lake Reed got the next guy to strike out the second out, and then the next guy grounded out to short to retire the inning. And we worked our way through uh, four innings, Hewelton being up 16-1 uh, to one at that point. In fact, to get the last out was actually Marino. Uh, Bryce, your winning pitcher today for the Hewelton Bulldogs, working three and two-thirds innings worth of work, struck out seven batters, just gave up one run off of four hits, only walked two batters. 
Uh, Dawson Marino came in to pitch the third of the inning to close out the fourth and then finish the fifth inning. Uh, but Parishville Hawkinson was not able to answer in the fourth inning. Uh, Hewelton Day did not answer in the fourth inning with any runs. And then the last at-bats for Parishville, the top of the fifth, they get a base hit. A guy was hit by a ball. They had runners on first and second. But in the end, uh, no runs off just the one hit. And your Parisville Hopkinson Panthers have ended their 2019 boys baseball season as Hewelton's continues to roll on down the road. They will be in the championship game against either Lisbon or Chateauguay. That game will be Friday at St. Lawrence University, a 5 p.m. start. So your Hewelton Bulldogs making the Section 10 championship game for the seventh year in a row. They had won it five years up till last year, losing to matter Waddington 6-2, and will go against either Lisbon or Chateauguay, that a game being played uh, as we are doing this game here this afternoon. Congratulations to the Hewelton Bulldogs, and, well, they're all our Busters player of the game here this afternoon. They all together. Well, actually, you know what? Scratch that. I want to give it to Gavin Barney here this afternoon, the junior for the Hewelton Bulldogs. I thought he did an instrumental job behind the plate, especially early in the contest, got a big out for him in the top half of the first. He got up three times today. He got on all three times today. He scored, so congratulations to Gavin Barney, our Busters player of the game. While I'm in Hubleton, I might, just when I'm done here, actually go up to the top of the hill, mattress and furniture, and check some of their mattresses out. I know they have great quality brands in their mattresses, great quality furniture, and you can get them at better prices. Go there, see what you like, and then go compare prices elsewhere, and you'll find yourself right back at Top of the Hill Mattress and Furniture. I want to thank you for listening this afternoon. I want to thank all of our sponsors that made this game possible and fill back the stations for pressing the buttons and making the magic happen. We'll be back at it tomorrow right here with Hewleton Girls Softball. I don't know the score, but they got the victory today, and they will be taking on either Hammond or Morristown, 445 pregame, 5 p.m. start. But tonight it was the dogs first, advancing to the championship game with a 16-1 victory over the Parisville Hopkinson Panthers. And you heard it right here on the North Country Sports Authority. At Community Health Center of the North Country, we believe giving you access to health care is only part of what we can do to build healthier communities. It's also about supporting transportation, food and housing, and other organizations' good work. After all, an economically strong North Country will also be a healthy North Country, and our team is proud to play its part in achieving that goal. Community Health Center of the North Country, where community is not just in our name, it's what we believe in. Find out more at chcnorthcountry.org. There's great performances going on wherever you look right now. Track and field, the softball diamond, the golf course, but there was a perfect performance on the baseball diamond. The votes are in this week's more Bacchus and Sons. Pepsi Augensburg Ballers Athlete of the Week is Ethan Baldwin from the OFA Boys Baseball Team. Last week, OFA taking on Messina. Ethan Baldwin, for the second time this season, throws a perfect game. A wop, baba, loop, bam, booming stats in a contest in a full seven inning game out of the 21 batters he faced he struck out 19 struck out the side one two three the last five innings in a row the
the perfect game. In five NEC starts this season, Baldwin, two perfect games, a no-hitter, a one-hitter, and a two-hitter. Has not allowed an earned run. For his efforts, Ethan will receive a three-piece chicken dinner from Dixie Lee and Augensburg. And for the second time in three weeks, our Mark Backus and Sons, Pepsi Augensburg Ballers, Athlete of the Week. Before I was J-Lo, I found my second home here at the Boys and Girls Club. Daniel coaches baseball at the club. But he's also coaching kids and teens to reach their full potential. Phyllis teaches kids how to make healthy snacks, but she's also teaching them a recipe for success. At the club, kids and teens learn new skills in our STEM labs. Let's design a code that will teach me a dance move. But really, they're learning to engineer their future. Our trained youth development professionals use club activities to mentor, to make a connection, and to teach them they can. At the Boys and Girls Club, it's not just about being on stage. It's about helping kids walk across it. Announcing our graduating class. Larry Maldonado taught me how to dance at the Boys and Girls Club. But that's not why I made it. I made it because he taught me I can. I'm Jennifer Lopez, national spokesperson for Boys and Girls Clubs. Great futures start here. In the market for a pre-owned vehicle? Now's the time to check out the great value that GM Certified Pre-Owned offers at Mort Backus & Sons. Each GM Certified Pre-Owned vehicle that we sell goes through a 172-point inspection process and is backed by additional GM bumper-to-bumper -bumper and powertrain warranties. Stop by and see our friendly professional sales staff on Route 68 and let us show you the value of GM Certified Pre-Owned. And of course, our entire inventory is available anytime at mortbackus.com. Find new roads at Mort Backus & Sons Chevrolet & Buick, where we've been taking care of the North Country for over 65 years. Thank you. Have a nice day. Ugh, did you see all that tobacco marketing in there? Marketing? I didn't see anything. Come on, they had a whole display of cigarette packs. That's tobacco marketing? Yeah, it's in our convenience stores, gas stations, drug stores. And studies show the more of it kids see, the more likely they are to smoke. Wow, our kids have seen enough. How can I protect them from tobacco marketing? You can take action at TobaccoFreeNYS.org. Brought to you by Reality Check of St. Lawrence County. 713-4861. If you've been a victim of medical malpractice, contact the attorneys at the Carlisle Law Firm. We'll be happy to meet with you at no cost, review your records, and give you advice as to whether or not you have a claim. Come see us at one of our three convenient locations in Augensburg, Watertown, and Malone, or visit us on the web at www.prestoncarlisle.com. For over half a century, the Carlisle Law Firm has been working hard for hardworking people. Call the ones at 315-393-1111. The St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union loves to reward its members. And right now, when you, yes you, open a new membership at St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union, you'll receive a free gift. And free is good. So how do you become a new member of the St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union? Easy peasy. If you live, work, worship, or go to school in any part of St. Lawrence County, you can join St. Lawrence Federal Credit Union in Canton, Ogdensburg, and Potsdam, where people are worth more than money. Member NCUA. At Community Health Center of the North Country, we believe giving you access to health care is only part of what we can do to build healthier communities. It's also about supporting transportation, food and housing, and other organizations' good work. After all, an economically strong North Country will also be a healthy North Country, and our team is proud to play its part in achieving that goal. Community Health Center of the North Country, where community is not just in our name, it's what we believe in. Find out more at chcnorthcountry.org. Steve! 
you're out. Now what's going on? You haven't hit the ball for weeks. The cold showers at home are killing me, coach. My old water heater isn't putting out the hot water it used to. Sounds like this player needs a Bradford White Water Heater. All the hot water he'll need for showers, laundry, and the dishes. Gas, electric, tankless. Have your contractor get a Bradford White Water Heater at Potsdam Messina and Governor Plumbing Supply or Howland Pump in Ogdensburg. There's the pitch. Oh, is he ever hot now? Disguised within things like your family history, breast cancer can strike any time. But as the only high-risk breast program in the region, our bodyguards can spot danger before it reaches you. It all starts with a simple questionnaire to identify your early risks. Then our team can protect you from harm and bring you peace of mind. Visit claxtonhepburnorg bodyguard to complete your questionnaire. Because defending your tomorrow should start today. You want some guarantees? I'll give you some guarantees. Buster's has the best salad bar in Augensburg and has the best salad bar in Canton. You will not find Rose's homemade desserts anywhere else but Buster's. When it comes to the menu, find one that has more variety and items to choose from. And not just on Fridays, every day you can get the fish fry. Yingling, beer, battered haddock, served with fries. The food is good. Buster's parking lot in the Berg is 95% of the time more packed than any other place to eat at. Buster's in Augensburg or Canton, too good to have just one. Thank you for listening to High School Sports on the North Country Sports Authority ESPN 1400 AM with Chris Spicer. Follow High School Sports all season long right here at ESPN 1400 AM.